ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. That's right. Welcome. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Another fabulous episode planned for you today. Oh my gosh, is it going to be fabulous? I mean, they're all very, very good, but this one is especially fabulous. There's a lot to talk about in the state of wrestling. Katie Linendahl will be back here with me. She was very, very missed last week. She'll be back here with me in the state of wrestling in a little bit here on the podcast. Um, and there's a ton to talk about. It's not, well, I mean, I guess it's WWE related, but give me a break. It's not all just WWE. I want to talk a lot about uh, the, the the people that have been rumored to possibly be returning, you know, on the success of guys like Sting and Brock Lesnar and the Dudley Boys. There's a lot more names now being thrown around in the old rumor mills as far as who may be returning to WWE, old familiar faces. So we'll get into that on the State of Wrestling. Uh, we'll also talk a lot about what happened on Raw and what, you know, didn't happen. But still, you know, there's enough on Raw as I watched it to, to discuss I want to talk about the horror show that was Sting's wardrobe. That's for sure. That will definitely be addressed. I, I mean, you remember, any long-term listeners of the podcast remember what my most dreaded fear was leading to the Sting-WrestleMania match in terms of watching Sting enter a WWE ring for the first time. Did it happen at WrestleMania? No, but my fear was, well, it was met on Raw this week, so I'll talk about that in the state of wrestling. But first... Um, my guest this week on the podcast, it's, it's not a new interview. It's an interview I conducted and it's already, it's already on YouTube. So if you want to see the video of this interview, you can look it up. It's on my YouTube channel, not Sam. Uh, but I was inspired to put this classic on today's podcast because it relates very much to the, uh, feud that's going on right now between Kevin Owens and today's guest Ryback. I interviewed Ryback right before WrestleMania 29. That will be the interview that we play on today's podcast. And the reason I decided to play it was this was years before there was any mention of Ryback reading this book, The Secret. I thought it was a very entertaining segment. I love what Kevin Owens is doing. Um, I mean, he really, he's making his segments count, I think. And he did it again on Raw on Monday, but Kevin Owens brought out the the book, The Secret, and made a mockery of it and called Ryback weak for reading it. Now, I'm very familiar with The Secret. I've read the book. Do I subscribe to all of it? No. At one point in the book, it says literally that the reason people are fat is because they're thinking fat thoughts and that people lose weight if they get rid of their scales and just think skinny. You know, Are you going to think your way to skinny? No. Unless you're thinking about being skinny while you're on a treadmill and eating vegetables. But there are, you know, things you can take from that book to make you a better person. That's for sure. Uh, I was very, very taken aback when I first found out that this was something that Ryback legitimately subscribed to. And I didn't first find that out when he mentioned it on Raw a while back. I, As I said, it was years ago. When I sat down with him and it came up 
in our interview that he was able to get through his injuries and stuff. This is all very legit. This interview, again, took place way before positive thinking or the secret or any of that was part of storyline at all. I mean, way before. So that's how I know it's legitimate, and that's why I think it it actually adds because it's weird. When you're watching, you kind of feel like if you didn't know that this was something that a writer came up with to try to kind of cash in on a craze, and you would think to yourself, well, wasn't the secret like super popular a couple of years ago? Shouldn't they have been doing this back then? Maybe, but you certainly, and and watching it, I don't think I would think that this was based on Ryback's actual personality, that this is something that they found out about him and said, oh, let's utilize that in the storyline, but it is. But it is. I, I, I absolutely guarantee you it is, and I know it is because of the interview that I did with him right before WrestleMania 29. If you remember, WrestleMania 29 was his match with Mark Henry. That was a weird one because he got his, I guess, theoretically. I mean, it's never really been replayed. It, it hasn't. In the years that, since it's happened, it hasn't been replayed. Uh, but he got what he thought would be his WrestleMania moment when he uh, got Mark Henry up in his finisher. But if you remember, it was a very weird match for him because he lost. Like he was in the middle of a build. And he lost the match, and everybody kind of scratched their heads on that one. I still, to this day, don't really know why he wouldn't have beat Mark Henry that year at WrestleMania. And they could, but you know, whatever. It was a while back, but I did want to make this this week's interview as it relates completely with Ryback and his story about the secret and his current feud with Kevin Owens. So here it is, Ryback this week on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Ryback is in front of me. Ryback, you have a, a very intimidating uh, aura about you. You, 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 really, uh, you. you really scare me. No, I get that a lot, believe it or not. So. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Apologize for the voice. It's from screaming, feed me more five nights a week. So it's, uh, I just assumed that that was your voice. A like lot of people just... do. It actually fits with everything, so it's not a bad thing. Yeah. But, uh... Feed me more. It's amazing. How did it feel when, quick too, you come out, you yeah. start doing this Ryback thing. Because you started and you were you were called Skip Sheffield. Yeah. And and you were in the, the Nexus angle, and you yeah. were, but you were kind of nondescript big dude. Yeah. And then you, you disappear. I guess you were injured? Uh, yeah, a huge injury out a year and a half. So. What was your injury? Uh, I broke my ankle <clears throat> in three places in a tag match uh, in Hawaii against the Hart Dynasty. I was tagging with David Otunga. Uh, a lot of, we were just talking about this over there. Uh, took a drop kick. I pretty much, long story short, I got my boots, new boots, and they were made too narrow, so my foot was very uh, unstable. Uh, took a drop kick and tore my ankle out in three places. So those boots are not just for fashion. <clears throat> no, those are, they need to be exactly, precisely yeah. uh, measured. And uh, I messed up on my measurements a little bit. Now we got it fixed, thank God. But um, I popped up, I broke it in three places and finished the match, running with my ankle uh, ankle dangling, and spiral broke my leg all the way up below my knee. Wow. Uh, so like a, like a like like the like when a when an icicle breaks or something yeah. and it just goes all the way up. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I didn't even know that. Oh. Because I broke my ankle initially in three places, and then with every step that I was taking, finishing the match, it just kept breaking up further and further. Wow. Uh, and then, Could you uh, feel that? Yeah, it was horrible. It was. It, and, like, the pain, it just started getting higher and higher? Higher and higher, yeah. It was unbelievable. My ankle literally was, I don't even know how I ran on it because it was, like, twisted. and Just yeah, crushed up and stuff? Not good. Oof. So, uh, doctor, though, uh, botched the entire surgery. and He uh, did? 
Yeah, unfortunately, and actually, but it's actually been a blessing in disguise. And dude, if a guy your size <clears throat> is under for surgery, and you're just like a yeah. weaselly doctor, you better yeah. make sure you get it right. Yeah, exactly. And plus, uh, all your parts are so big, you'd think it'd be easy. This guy sucked. He did. Yeah, and uh, he put metal through all my nerves. I lost function of my foot, and I couldn't walk. Uh, I was, you know, I had two surgeries. I was out a year, uh, and you were a rookie. Yeah. So it's like you're sitting there. That's, am I going to get another shot yeah. at all? And that's you know I am very thankful for WWE. They stuck by my side, and uh, you know I was on TV very briefly. But we were going on pretty much potential, and we you know we we knew what we had, but was I going to be able to have a chance to come back and do it was a whole other question. And um, they took the metal out of my leg, a third surgery. I was told by three doctors I would never wrestle again. I could barely walk, and I was. <clears throat> I was literally just staying positive, and I uh, got into doing meditation and trying to make the best of this thing. And I knew deep down, Medi- meditation. Yeah, like I just am, like an hour every day. I'm just controlling my thoughts and telling myself my nerves were going to grow back. And wow, because it, that was to that point of doing six hours of rehab a day. You know, just what else do I do? Do you think that helped? <clears throat> I I believe it helped tremendously. I to this day still do it. Like I'm ner- Sunday, I'm not even remotely nervous at all. I am I am confident you, and just because you I'm meditate. In control and yeah, I believe it's just all having control of your thoughts. That's amazing because a yeah. guy your size and like your with your voice. There's a lot to me, people. Yeah, you, you'd think that you're just like all day on no. Sunday, just just pumping iron and just get. That's why that whole I call myself a mental machine and yeah, like, that's not you know I read all the time and like I'm. What do you I read? Want, uh, I'm a lot of big under like just positivity books, Law of Attraction, and uh, yeah, The Secret. See, I live my life. The Secret changed my life years wow, ago. Wow, look at like, you! People don't have uh, it's. Uh, I contribute everything I have to the book, The Secret. Honestly, believe it or not, and uh, many other different forms of stuff like that. But I believe we have control over our thoughts, and and you think, that, and that kind of shapes your destiny. You think? Yeah, I really yeah. firmly. I'm a big believer in all that. That our thoughts are energy, and, and the whole life is all about energy. So uh, that stuff will all come out in time with Ryback. Yeah, exactly. That, right now, we're a little more the just a caveman thing. stage. So, right. So. Right now, it's like, what do you mean he talks? Yeah, it's you we've should, been very limited on what we've done. So you should be a motivational speaker, though, because like when a little guy is like, oh, the power of positive thinking, everybody's like, yeah. shut this guy up. Yep. If you come out there and you're like, oh, it's a little it works. Needs a little more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. No, that's actually one of my goals is uh, is to actually do that to uh, be after yeah, this. No, be even a... with during this. So. Wow. I want to be with WWE. I'm here, like, no matter if I go in and I'm able to, I'm lucky enough to do some movies and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, I want to stay here, and I want to be a part of WWE for the rest of my life, and I've told them that, like, it's uh, in some capacity. How old are another, you? I'm 31. And you're ready to make that commitment. Yeah, like, I love, I grew up, since I'm five years old, I've loved WWE, and I'm all about it. And, Who'd you like growing up? Uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels were my two. But Razor Ramon was number one, believe it or not. Razor I, was number one. I loved Razor, and uh, I did just you, talked about this over there. It's. Did you like him as a bad guy or as a good guy? <clears throat> uh, both. Okay. I just thought he was the coolest thing walking on on, on the planet, and uh, I used to listen to his theme song over and over again and do the little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool is one of the coolest characters in my mind still to this day. So. so then what motivated you to just get jacked up? Like what motivated you to become a, like a big, or are you just a naturally big dude? I've always been big. When I was a kid, I had the kids in my neighborhood. Um, I always had like a muscle on my forearm, a hole in my forearm, and a peak in my bicep without ever touching a weight. Or wow. Kids used to say, what's wrong with you? And I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I can destroy you. That's what's wrong bump, with me. I bump on my arm. And <laughs> I was always growing up the fastest kid. I 
always did the best in all the sports, like always number one picked in school and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And I was very fortunate. And I've always just worked really, really hard, been very athletic and been blessed with that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, when I got older, I, I saw, like, uh, I got into weights my freshman year in high school. They threw me in the weight room. I think I put on 35 pounds my first year. Like, wow. And I remember kids were just like, what the hell? And it's, yeah. uh, I just fell in love with it. And, and then as I got older, I ate and I got bigger and, you know, but I knew to do this, I had to be really, if I want to do this, I want to be the best. I want yeah. to be the biggest. So it's. Is it, is it true that Vince McMahon is a fan of yours? Like, like from when you were young? That's what all the, you know, all, all the internet nonsense is. I like, oh, wait, what is it now? I'm not. That Vince McMahon is a fan of yours. Meaning, like, they, they always used to say, well, Vince McMahon's very high on him. So yeah. Pro- has he I've been- heard the, yeah, I get along, you know, unbelievably great with Vince McMahon. You do. Love, yeah. And the Triple H and Stephanie yeah. McMahon. And uh, <clears throat> I don't bother them. I don't. I, I do as I'm told, and uh, it's one of those things a lot of people bother them all the time and go in, in uh, for all the wrong reasons. Anytime I ever am going to speak with him, it's because it means something, and uh, and I, so I, I take I don't uh, throw that opportunity away. And, so you don't sit there and be like, "Well, Vince, <clears throat> you know, I was in the world title match. How come yeah. I'm not in a world title match tonight?" You know. Like, so, but if something truly does mean something to me, and I feel like I, I need to say something, then and he knows that about me, then I'll go in and, and speak about it. So, yeah. like when I was before I debuted. I was doing the dark matches and all the live events, and but they weren't doing anything with me on TV yet, and uh, I just had enough. I was like, "This, I'm watching all these other guys do. I'm like, I'm ready to go now. I need to be on TV and doing this." And I just walked right into their office, and Hunter and, and Vince were in there, and I just, said, "Can we please talk?" And and then they gave me the time, and I was like, "I need. I want to be the guy. I'm ready to go." And uh, I'll never forget. I said something. I said. I wanna, I wanna, I'm ready to go for for this company. Something along the lines of that, and he stopped me, and he goes, "Our company." Uh, and that's when I knew right then. I was like, "I got, I get it." Yeah, you know, it's our company. I'm gonna be a part of our company. So, how great does it feel when you're on? First <clears throat> of all, were you nervous when you started Skip Sheffield? That doesn't have the same like right. Oh no, you know. it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, uh, you're like a big muscular cowboy yeah. dude. It was. I I do believe if we would have stuck with that and. I was on my like I would make the most of it and made it would have made it work, but well, of course uh, you do power positive. Thing. I was thinking it is, <laughs> but it's uh, it was one of those things. Dusty Rhodes. I was always kind of Ryback, and I was doing Ryback before in developmental, mm-hmm. and it was a little more Terminator based and a little different than what you're seeing right now. But Dusty Rhodes wanted me to do something a little different and uh, just to go all out and be funny, and he knew I, I can do some funny things, and so I was like, I came up with this whole Skip Sheffield thing. And, <laughs> Uh, little did I know, it got really, really over down in FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling. And, yeah. Uh, that's what got me noticed to get me up here. Because they always said, get over down there. We'll give you a shot up here to get yeah. over because you're learning what to do. Because it, it's much more than, you know, the wrestling is very important. But it, it, to get over is, is hard nowadays. So that guy got over down there doing that. And I was they picked me for that NXT show. I, did, I think we were like week two or three. And then, you know, and Vince McMahon came up to me. And, and I remember... Uh, and at the time, my heart kind of was kind of sucked because I wanted to give that a shot because that's what I was doing. He goes, "You're not going to be doing this. Uh, you're going to make me millions and millions of dollars being yourself." He said, and, "Yeah." And yeah. Uh, he goes, "We're going to get rid of this." He goes, "Don't do it right away, but slowly." Let's. So I was like, "Ah, okay." But that's all. That's got to feel good when Vince McMahon says we're going to make yeah. millions and millions of dollars with you because that means that you also get some <laughs> yeah. of that money, you know. But it, at the same time, I was. 
wondering like, well, what the hell? I got this stupid name still, like. Yeah. And I was like, I this name is gonna. Oh, so that so 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 he's like, no, you're not gonna be the goofy guy, but you're but still gonna be Skip, Skip Sheffield and wear a cowboy hat. Debuted on TV and uh, no, uh-huh. no, they, we were just gonna ditch all that. The, but not change your name. Yeah, and uh-huh. so that's where Nexus started. I was yeah. still, you know, Skip Sheffield and. I the monstrous like, Skip Sheffield. Yeah, anybody with the first name Skip, it's hard to take seriously. <laughs> Granted, I'm sure there's some real tough guys out there named yeah. Skip, but perception-wise from a selling standpoint, uh, it's hard to sell the name Skip. Yeah. Uh, so when that injury happened and out a year and a half, it was a, it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed people to forget, uh, you know, about that and, and to come back as, as my own identity. So. And how amazing is the feeling when you're in the ring and you start moving your arm, and like quick, the whole crowd is yeah. chanting "Feed me more!" Like you're you're there. Like, and, and I think it kind of took everybody off guard because they're going, "Well, this guy is getting pushed to the main event, and he's yeah. barely ever been on TV." But there's other aside from John Cena at this moment, who's more over than him? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's not it's not a deniable thing. It's I'm very thankful for it, and the fans have been absolutely great. Uh, it's <clears throat> I came back actually when I was. Uh, I was coming back. I was just doing the arm thing before the Feed Me More stuff started. And a lot of people, oh, that guy looks stupid just moving his arms. And it was uh, when the Feed Me More started, I started that. I was like, oh, I'm just going to time it to, because I, I feel like it's it's me. It's all the whole power, positive thing, and energy thing. And you're going to laugh at this. It is. But t- even tied into my entrance. When I come out of my entrance, that whole arm thing uh-huh. that people are so confused about. Is me collecting energy in the arena? Oh my god! You would probably not even remotely think it's like I, collecting through the palms. And, yeah, collect yeah. it and then collect the whole entire energy, and then I just bam into myself to wake me up, and that's where the whole wake up and all. And that, you really feel that? I feel it. That's it, you. It's me. I remember I had explained to, to Vince. Uh, they wanted to know why they were like, why <laughs> do you do that? <laughs> because it's unique. Obviously, if you don't, yeah, it looks like you could just be warming up, but. No, it's all energy-based to me. And I told him that, and I knew there was a shot he wasn't going to get. He goes, Tell me this. That's cool. He did? <laughs> yeah. When, when you explained it to him, were you wearing your gear? No, this was actually earlier in the day. Oh, because so, yeah. I'm trying to picture like you after a match no, in the no. Ryback singlet. <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah. It's like, the power of power, energy. Power, positive thinking, positive, energy. Yeah, yeah, it's all tied together. With the, with the Ryback arm strips on. Or yeah, so, no, but it was uh, just workout clothes and uh but that whole that whole thing is just me. Just it's all energy and just uh, the whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, when when you go out and in the beginning, and people are chanting Goldberg at you, yeah, are you starting to think, oh boy, like maybe this isn't going to work? No, never. Uh, I knew uh, that caught. Him, and the whole reason that even started uh, was because WWE dot com, the great people over there, they messed up once so with me. Is they put a thing that I channel right back after like week two or three, I channel these five guys for my matches. But enough people saw it; it was up for like a week or two. Which five guys? Uh, it was uh, Goldberg number one, believe it or not. And, and so then, what? And then the headline is a picture of you and it, Goldberg. It was me and Goldberg like together, and like they probably thought it was a great. Oh, we can get this guy a rub from this. No, stupid idiots! It's the wrong last thing I, I need. I don't want any help with any of this. And. Uh, and they had like other guys on there too, but that was the main one. Yeah, literally the next week. The that's Goldberg, what started that's it. When it started it, I've, I'm a firm believer that's what started it. And you're like, you can't, you can't. It doesn't yeah, work if you compare like, me to. We don't like him, you know. And I heard Vince doesn't like the chance or didn't like him. I'm like, well, we got to have some control over this. And we're like, why? 
So, but it never bothered me. I knew that fans were very loyal to him because he was the top of WCW. Of course. Came in here and had a good run. But when Goldberg was the top of WCW, nobody was sitting there going, you know, Goldberg's like Stone Cold. Yeah. And then, because it it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it sucks though that, you know, you kind of have to, you create this character and you hone it and and then somebody else can kind of fuck with it over here. But I knew, again, positive, you know, positive thinking and, uh. It was I, I knew in time people would become loyal to me, yeah. and it would, it would get rid of them. And we've done that. And last week, it's just pretty much now a Monday Night Raw thing. There'll be a few smart Alex that you know there. They'll try to do Goldberg, Goldberg, but it gets overwhelmed instantly with Feed Me More. So why, when they're setting up WrestleMania, and you're wrestling Mark Henry at WrestleMania, the yeah. world's strongest man? Why did they first do that thing where you were supposedly in the tag match against the Shield, and then like they just announce you for it, and then they pull you from it, and? Like, yeah, I, I was expecting to do double duty. I didn't know I was. That would have been pretty cool. Because they were setting up the Mark Henry thing already. Yeah, it was and then they announce like, you from the ta- and then they pull you from the tag. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, uh, WWE, you know, it's one day this, one day the next. You never know what you're going to get. So, uh, you know, I do, I do want my revenge on the Shield eventually mm-hmm. uh, because that is unfinished business. But uh, I think from a career defining uh, moment standpoint for me. Me shell shocking Mark Henry at uh, WrestleMania is going to be that's the moment for people me, are waiting be, for. Yeah, and it's going to be something that's going to be replayed, you know, years and years ahead. And when you here's my question, real quick, because I think we're running out of space on our cart. But um, when you shell shocked Albert, yeah, way back, and and you couldn't get him up, yeah, was that was that just a slip? Was that them testing you? Was what? No, was I have to this day. I still it still blows my mind that happened. That was one of those things. Uh, He's a large man anyways. Weight-wise, though, it was never an issue. But with the larger guys, mm-hmm. I can't. I usually muscle the guys up over my head. Mm-hmm. The guys with the larger stomachs, I got to tuck my head because I can't. Right. You can't just, pick up. It's just physically yeah. impossible. Yeah. So, and we had just done it the week before on SmackDown. No problem. Yeah. Actually, then Raw came around. Uh, and a lot of people, I, I don't like to use excuses, but I was definitely sick that day. Like, yeah. the flu, just miserable. But still strength-wise, felt fine. Like, I shouldn't have been a problem. I just believe I hooked my head high on him that day. I didn't get low enough. Gotcha. And uh, he, because he would never go out there and uh, try to sabotage anything. And, and if that was a test, uh, it didn't bother me at all. I say, I'm a home run hitter. I'm, I go out there and swing for the fences. We've taken a lot of chances with this whole thing, be picking up two guys numerous times. And it works. And it works. So well, uh, it, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. So. You're a very interesting guy, Ryback. Thank you, I'm glad we talked. Me too. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Here is Sam Roberts. And there he was, the big guy, the Ryback, who will be defending that Intercontinental title uh, at Night of Champions this weekend against Kevin Owens. I'm anxious to see it. I think Kevin Owens is a good opponent for Ryback. I think Ryback is a good opponent for Kevin Owens. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a it was a mystery as to what was going to be done with Kevin Owens after uh, his feud with John Cena. Uh, you know, he got a he got a clean victory over Cesaro. Well, we'll get into that in the state of wrestling this week. First, I wanted to remind everybody to please support the podcast. If you can do that, uh, you can do it uh, one way specifically. Well, yeah, I mean, you can tell all your friends about it and get new people to subscribe and download as much as humanly possible. But if you really want to make a difference, then uh, why don't you go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. You can get yourself a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast shirt. You can get yourself a Not Sam shirt. You can get a What's the Hap shirt. You can get my favorite, the Not Sam Mode t-shirt. I can't tell you how excited I was 
when I was sitting at the NXT TakeOver event in Brooklyn. And I'm sitting there, and I look all the way across the arena, and I don't know how it caught my eye. It was literally the entire way across the Barclays Center. But I saw a red T-shirt in the crowd, and I looked at it, and it was somebody way across the building wearing a Not Sam Mode T-shirt. I will never forget that. It made my day. I think it's hilarious. We've got a lot of Not Sam Mode to talk about. We've got a lot of Brie Mode to talk about, a lot of Divas to talk about. You know, that, that, was, a, that, was, a, that was a big part of Raw this week was the, was the Divas. Um, we got to talk about all the people that are possibly or that could potentially return to WWE. We got to talk about Night of Champions. We got to talk about Sting. So much, so much to get into here this week on uh, the State of Wrestling. Gadget Guru, uh, award-winning visionary, Emmy Award winner. That's that's very impressive. Katie Linendahl is back here on the Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to tell her, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you haven't heard last week's podcast, definitely listen to the State of Wrestling. Go back, maybe pause this, go back, listen to it now. Because Nikki Bella uh, joined us via satellite. She chimed in. It was a quick one. It was about 30 seconds, but still, it was impactful. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about all of it right now, here, on the State of Wrestling, on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. It's going to be a good one. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Look who's back. It's the State of Wrestling, and Katie Linendahl has made her triumphant return. Hello, Katie. Yes. Yes. How are you? Well, I am so excited. Bottles are popping. People are dancing. You know, I don't know. I don't want to. And the Bella, I, I, I feel like I'm ramping it up too soon. Am I hulking out too early? I had, I don't know if you know this or not. I Am I had, hulking out too early? Are we going there? I are had, we going there? I had Nikki Bella via satellite on the podcast last no, week. No, you did not. What are you talking no, you about? Not. Yes, I did. Don't lie to me. And she brought up the celebration. And you did not. She called you a troll. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. A troll. And then she, her connection, I lost her connection somehow. A troll. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be, I, I didn't, I don't know if you heard last week's show, but I didn't want that to go uh, unmentioned. I didn't want you to not know that that well, happened. Well, did you stick up for me? She, I lost the connection before I had the chance. Sam. Well, what can I do? It's technology. You have know technology. I, I did have, I would have had your back face to face, but. You know, Little Miss Technology, technology failed you, you know? Failed me? That's right, because I wasn't able to defend you properly. I mean, it didn't fail me. She said I was... Well, she, then this feud is, isn't over. It's just I begun. got invited to the celebration. It wasn't a failure for me at all. Yeah, I didn't get an invite. No, you're, she said to you... That you little, know what? I've heard from several of our listeners, and they didn't get invites either. Because they're all loyal to you instead of me. Well, they're smart. I'm in Bree mode. They're smart. Let's talk about some wrestling, Katie. Yes. So much to talk about this week. Uh, there's actually TNA stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, it's more in reference to people returning to WWE because there's a whole chain of people that are now being uh, rumored to, to be coming back to WWE now that the Dudley Boys from are back. From TNA? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they, they came from WWE, How went to TNA, this and is now— good stuff. How reliable are these sources— I you know, provided said information. They're not the most reliable, but it is a matter of like the fact is TNA financially may not be able to afford some of the higher contract guys, some of the guys that they're paying more money for. And really, I think for TNA's best interest, 
they should not have a roster full of people that made their bones in other promotions. They should have a roster full of people that are TNA branded talent. People like, you know, EC3 mm-hmm. and Bobby Roode and, and guys like that who really made a name for themselves in TNA are the guys that should be being highlighted by TNA. So I don't think it would be a bad move at all to let some of the, uh, some of the, uh, legends go. Well, then that said, let's get to it. Who I just, are you hearing? I just don't know. If I mean, there's always going to be a spot for them in WWE, but I don't know if for the future of even WWE, it's a great move. So, and this one has been brought up a lot. A lot of people are talking about the possibility of Kurt Angle having no one way. more run in WWE. Having one more run, you know, we'd probably end up with a Kurt Angle-Brock Lesnar match that would be exciting. Um, you know, he can still go. I don't know if he can go full-time. But he can still pull off great matches. It's so interesting because I, I this week on WWE.com they had, you know, find one last match. Right. That was like their headline article. And then you talk about somebody like Kurt Angle who, as soon as you say it, I'm thinking, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is the three eyes. But then beyond that. And Olympians thinking, for abstinence. Sure. Right. I'm thinking how he's really had some injuries with his neck. I mean, he started injured. He was, had a broken neck at the Olympics. So you give him one last run to close out and retire? And there's a weird thing going on. And what on. happened with him? What was his outro? Well, he was moved to the ECW brand as an exclusive ECW talent. He was going to be used. They signed a lot of the ECW legends. Then they brought in sort of new talent, and then they brought in a couple of guys. I think his role was eventually given to Chris Benoit. Because Benoit became the sort of uh, uh, main roster new ECW dude, right? But before that, when it was first launched, Kurt Angle was the guy. I saw Kurt Angle's last show for WWE was an ECW house show. They actually ran ECW as a separate brand and had them doing house shows by themselves. What year was that? Uh, It was mid-2000s. It was at the Westchester County Must Center. Like 2004 or 5, maybe? Yeah. And it was, uh, it was Kurt Angle versus Rob Van Dam. And it was a great match, and it was cool to see and everything, but obviously the ECW thing did not work. What's the benefit? I'm going to pull a card from Paul Heyman. What's the benefit of bringing back somebody like Kurt Angle, which, of course, a lot of respect, great athlete. Well, that's the, the question. Then bringing up – I, I referenced Paul Heyman this because he was talking about like if, how he got in trouble – Saying, I, I was asking him who he would pull up from NXT, and he said he's always about pulling up a younger card. And he said he got asked if he could take over the Yankees. He said he'd fire all of them and bring up new young guys. Do you bring up the new young fresh blood? And why bring back these older guys because they're iconic? Well, when you're doing that, if you're doing that for the Yankees, for instance, then you have to be okay with the fact that the next couple of seasons are not going to be great seasons. And that that's not the case here, though. And that you're putting money. Well, it is the case in terms of you're not going to get that shot in the arm that Kurt Angle's going to give you. Meaning, yeah, but that's short lived because we exactly just for the reasons we just talked about. Exactly. So you're now debating whether you want what's the value? Why can't you live in both of those worlds of this short term? You can, and that's what they're doing with Brock Lesnar. Uh, but is there better? You know, the Dudley Boys are back. Is there a benefit? Okay, everybody's very excited. A lot of eyes are on the TV screen. I'm interested in seeing the Dudley Boys. They're still g- good, and Bubba is as, probably as good as he's ever been now. But Bringing back guys that have been around forever and putting them over your new guys, 
Is that smart business long term? I can't say it is for sure. So Kurt Angle's an interesting one. So Kurt Angle's one name. The other name, Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot is a t- under uh, locked under a TNA contract. Oh, I mean, it's, it's non compete. He's smart. not going anywhere. It was yeah, smart. yeah, yeah. But the other name that's being bandied about is uh, Jeff Hardy. See, he was on .com this week. What right. a tease. It's right. all making sense. It's all connecting. Right. And uh, with Jeff Hardy, do you bring in Matt? Do you do a Hardy Boys thing? Do you bring back Jeff Hardy? Jeff Hardy has had an interesting career because every time he's left WWE, it's been at the height of something. He left WWE the last time as the arguably number one good guy behind John Cena in the company. He was in a main event world title feud with CM Punk when he left. So it's not like... He's faded out. He's never fizzled out. He's just like, okay, it's time to go. And he leaves on top. Um, I actually said the last match I saw with him in TNA is that one he had a diving off the top on the steel cage. I think he got injured on for quite a while. Well, he, sh- he was. He, he was, still got. The- if he was a human being, he would have gotten injured. This is the one that <laughs> happened at the Hammerstein. What was that uh, like six months ago? At the Manhattan Center. Yeah, it was about that. It was the beginning of this year ish. And he fell off the top of the cage and landed head first oh, on the steel steps. Brutal. But he does this thing. Point there is he's still got the moves, obviously. Not only does he still have the moves, he's got this inhuman ability where people say when you're in a drunk driving accident, you're less likely to get injured as the drunk person than the sober passenger because the drunk person doesn't really know what's going on. He's not tensed up. He's not worried about anything. He just His body just moves with whatever. He's just completely loose because when you get into a car accident and you're sober, you tense up. Because you get nervous, right? So when you tense up, you're you're more likely to have an injury. You're more likely to break something. Jeff Hardy, when he falls, whether it's on ac- by accident or on purpose, he does it as if he's completely intoxicated. Not in the sense that he doesn't know where he's at. In the sense that, like, he doesn't care. Like, his body's just like, okay, we're just moving now. And I'm like, no, you're, you're headed off a cage headfirst onto a steel step. But it's stuff, for some reason... He doesn't have that thing that, that clicks in like, I'm in danger. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And he doesn't have that tense moment. And I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't get injured when he falls. Because he really hasn't had a lot of injuries for the amount of stuff that he's done. He just lets his body become this rag doll. And when you do that, I guess I, that's like the secret. Like Ryback was saying, that's the <laughs> secret. He believes his body is a rag doll. So it's a rag doll. Okay. You know? <laughs> um, but he's also had he's had a lot of drug issues. Um, you know, any he, any, he, and he's had to come and go and 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 do all this stuff. You know, obviously he's going to be a big draw in WWE. I think everybody would be very very excited if Jeff Hardy came back. But you know, I I think that. Do you think that's a, a short term contract? I do a one off or a long term. Well, I don't think it's a one off. I don't think Jeff Hardy is the guy that you're going to say, okay, Jeff Hardy returns for one night only, and here's the dream match. Jeff Hardy is not a dream match guy. Jeff Hardy is a guy that has a run. Did you stop tapping over there? No, I'm, I'm fidget. Hyperactive. Well, you know, it happens. I'm nervous around you. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hardy is a guy who has one more run. You understand? Like, not not one more match. Kurt Angle maybe could be set up. Kurt Angle could be more in a Brock Lesnar sting position. Where he comes in just for I feel like people would be way matches. more excited, call me crazy, for uh, Hardy than Angle. Well, I think it would be a different thing. I think Hardy would have to come back and join the roster, and Angle would come back as a dream match type Top of— Top-tier type deal. Yeah, I think that's the way it would have to work. And that being said, 
Yeah, I think you're right. Those are the those are where those two fit in. I don't think Kurt Angle has a spot actively on the main roster regularly on WWE TV. I'm Kurt Angle and I'm part of this roster. I don't think it makes sense. It doesn't look right. He's older than everybody. He's from a different era. It doesn't it doesn't work. But in terms of hey, wow, Kurt Angle's here on Raw. I didn't think he was going to be here, and he's here to announce that he's going to be at WrestleMania. That's got some some noteworthiness to it. But I really think that WWE should probably, in my opinion, be spending about half the amount of time they are with specialty guys uh, like Brock Lesnar, like Sting, like Kurt Angle would be, and twice as much time working on developing talent. I mean, there's no reason why Seth Rollins can't be as big as Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, any of these guys. And if they would spend some time investing in guys like uh, uh, Seth Rollins, investing in Roman Reigns, and really investing, like getting some some good stories behind them, getting giving us some reasons to care about them, then I think they'd be in a, in, in a much better position because these short term things are not gonna are not gonna work. I mean, quite honestly. We've got Sting. Sting is the specialty guy in the company right now. Brock Lesnar's not around. Sting is there. He's in the world title match at this next pay-per-view. That world title spot could probably be better served with somebody who's on the roster full-time. Add that to the fact that people were critical of his segment on Raw last week with the statue. I didn't mind it. I thought Goofy Sting was okay. I think it worked for what it was. But Katie, when he was returning for WrestleMania, I said one thing. I said one thing about this Sting return. If nothing else, do not let that man in the ring if he is wrestling in a (laughs) t-shirt. The last thing in the world that anybody wants to see is the man they call Sting wrestling in a t-shirt. We've been over this, people. It's like the the fat kid kid in in a swimming pool. pool. Guess what, fat kid? You still look fat because your shirt is clinging to all your fat. It's not very nice, Sam. But it's not hiding anything is the point. It looks worse. You know who You know who I have admiration for? The fat kid in the pool that's like, look how fat I am. Ladies love it. Biggie Smalls probably would have gotten into the pool with no shirt on. He totally did. You know, and he owned it. And he had sex you with Lil' You were really he had upset sex, with this. He had sex with Lil' Kim. So I don't think he would have gotten to do okay. that if he had had a shirt on, is what I'm saying, in the pool. I was, he shows up on Raw. Maybe they have to, maybe she just hit the gym. He's taking too many, like, ideas from ZZ. I mean, when he walked out <laughs> off the ramp yesterday, I was like, I'm more jacked than him. Who knows? He had the stupid shirt on covering I everything. Will, I will challenge him right now. To an ab off? Pull-up Pull contest. contest. Yeah, that's my question. Katie Lindenall versus Sting. Grew up in a military family, people. We don't mess around. He comes out. No jacket on. No kind of looming anything. Just a guy with Sting face paint on in a T-shirt and tights. Then I, I, I have to believe that the match that we saw on Raw this week with Sting and Big Show, which turned into the tag match, had to be an extremely last-minute plan. Well, and I feel like this everybody was waiting for this ramp-up, and then it was like, Big Show, and we're like, oh. <laughs> Not on the season premiere. The season premiere. The season premiere. Of all episodes. The season premiere. Right. 
Did you know it was the season premiere? I don't know. I, 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 if that's the case, then last week's season finale. Oh, nobody was... was playing drinking bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the season finale was a little weak last week. I don't care if it's the season premiere or the season finale, as long as that damn dog show doesn't come on and right. surprise me. That was like bringing back a host of unpleasant associations to my youth. Right. As long as there's no preemption. Yeah. We got the dog show. Right. The Westminster Kennel Club. What? No! What? Anyways. Uh, Can we get back to this this roster thing? Because I feel like that we need to close the loop here. Because mm-hmm. I have on my short list of questions for you. Mm-hmm. I think this is a much longer conversation about directions. And I think they're going in more directions than ever before. And we've talked about that with Samoa Joe and the one-offs. Now the Dudley's back. And now you're talking about Hardy and Angle. True. I like to play a game called What the Florida. Okay. Which kind of segues into What the Florida NXT. Because I'm curious as to when do you pull a guy – I feel like people are getting pushes, like ebbs and flows. Tyler Breeze, for example. I uh-huh. feel like he's getting kind of pushed off. Like when does he come up and get a little push? I I mean, that's the thing about NXT is it's becoming – And then you see Apollo Crews kind of t- come in as an example and kind of kind of clips Tyler Breeze in a way. Right, because – When does a Blake and Murphy – does an Alexa Bliss keep on? Like where do these people – Well, there's a couple things to play. I understand it's developmental. I get that. But, you know, you're right. But at there's some, some point, it's not. There's names where it's like, when are we making a move? Well, there's a couple things at play, I think. Number one, there's timing. So when somebody like Tyler Breeze came on, he was actually built in NXT, right? So he was not this sort of buzzworthy signee. But that's your point about ramping somebody up that you could have long term. Exactly. When people, and I've seen it at SiriusXM where I work, when people get a shiny new toy, when they get a celebrity to do a radio show, all the attention goes to the fact that they have a celebrity doing a radio show because it's buzzworthy. Because in this moment, people are talking about it. And they get very excited, the bosses I'm talking about. I have to imagine that it works the same way in WWE, regardless of if it's Vince McMahon, if it's Triple H. They see, oh, we got we got this indie star making all this buzz on the internet because we signed him. Whether it's uh, 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 Devitt, whether it's uh, Samoa Joe, whether it's Kevin Owens whether it's Apollo Crews, you know, they get all this buzz because they've signed this guy and they want to take advantage of it. So they put the spotlight on him, and what that does is it creates a danger of taking the spotlight away from people who are your homegrown talent. And quite honestly, and this is what we're talking about with TNA, homegrown talent for any organization is the most valuable thing you can have because not only... Do you have the opportunity to, to create a star, but it reflects well on your organization? If it's a homegrown talent, it's not somebody who is just sort of independently awesome, you know? So I think Tyler Breeze is in a dangerous position where and, – and the same thing for Enzo and Cass. There are those guys who are homegrown talent, and all of a sudden they're stuck in this position where, uh-oh, these indie guys that are getting signed are, are buzzworthy. So they're creating news. So they're getting a spotlight thrown on them. And don't worry, you'll, you, you've always been there. So you'll always be there. We'll have time for you once this buzz dies down. Oh, here's some more buzz. And you have to do a lot to not get lost in that shuffle, I think. Well, I guess in asking you that question, I go back to my theory in that you can have both worlds. You can have both worlds, but you have to be very, very conscious of both worlds. You can't be an in-the-moment thinker. You have to be very very conscious of both worlds, of what we're doing on this end, of what we're doing on that end, 
uh, it's it's that's that's super important, and it's really really difficult to do when you're running a day to day organization. You know, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to be able to successfully pull off both, and you certainly can't do it if one of your guys is wrestling in a t shirt. <laughs> How's that for a loop close? I was just going to say that. Huh? Well done. Oh, um, we have to take a break. This is our, uh, we, have, we have to run those two promos. What promos? Um, we'll be, this is our first promo that we've ever had to run. So just bear with us here. Look, this has been my story and it's just ended and started at the same time. The countdown is over. And it's the celebration of the decade. Thanks to some Refgate and Twin Magic, I'm officially the longest-running NWA Cruiserweight Champion. None of those words. Come on, Nikki! Look, if that Charlotte thinks she's going to bedazzle her face and bring her dad in for support, and she's going to beat me, well, she's wrong. Because she can look back and say, who now is the WWE longest reigning martial arts champion of all time? Stevens. Look at that Bellatron. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the promo from from Nikki Bella. We were I guess. told we had to run those in the studio this week. Who told you that? That guy that looks really important. Uh, I don't know if that was that John Laurinaitis because if it, so, it was. yeah, that's who it was. He's marrying the Bella's mother. That's, oh that's, my that's, that's You shouldn't it, it have trusted him. Sense. You shouldn't have trusted him. You know, but you know what? Let's talk about it. The Divas yeah. had a had a, a a great night on Raw. I would say the I like watching Sasha and Paige go. Oh yeah, they're ferocious. Totes. They love fighting each other like Finley. Yeah. And then, uh, did you think that Charlotte was going to win the no. Divas Championship? Me no. neither. I said no. First of all, definitely once Twin Magic took place. I mean, that literally is the same finish that we've seen three times. So I, at no point did I, like, watching Brie, like, rip the stuffing out of her top. I'm like, no, I know how, I remember how this goes from before. Our friend of the podcast, Nutmeg, had a good point, though. It's not really Twin Magic when the twins look now completely almost fraternal. It might as well be uh, uh, Alicia Fox and Nikki doing twin magic. Yeah. Like they, they, could, they have that much differential. Come on, Nikki! I, I, there was. She gave us a come on, Nikki, she last did. night. Did you hear it? And people are starting to recognize it. Come on, Nikki! Come on, Nikki! That's my favorite. It's my favorite. Um, How did you spend your year? It's not impressive and it's not revolutionary. While you were hanging out with your friends and throwing back a few at stupid baseball games, I was cementing a legacy. That's right. They literally put me and Bree in a molded statue only to have Sting wreck it. No, they didn't. Yeah, that they was, did. That was Seth Rollins. And then I lost the NWA Cruiserweight Championship in the trash machine. NWA didn't even have a cruiserweight championship. WCW Hardcore Women's Championship. They didn't have one of those either. I'm taking all the defunct titles and earning them out of pure respect. I don't think you can earn things out of respect. Took me 2,295 days. And look, it was hard. It was hard work for me and Bree. Seven years of classical voice lessons. And this is, <laughs> this is subpar, what you've done. Subpar. Nikki Bella. I'm telling you, not me, or I don't think most of the people who listen to this show 
can watch a, a, a Raw anymore I've without doing that voice. I've ruined it for everybody, and I'm yeah. proud of it. I do that voice all the time. I'm happy that uh, Nikki Bella is still Divas champion. I think it was necessary to keep her champion. I think Charlotte's going to chase it, get it next. But here's my question. Yes. Where do – I think – I don't – I like the fantasy book. I would put Eva Marie in this Bella's unit, right? Okay, because it's the heel group, so it makes sense. It's the heel group, but I don't know what to do with them after these four horsewomen plus the four horsemen concentrate because there's kind of more than four because you're adding Paige and Bailey and all that fun stuff. That's a whole separate division right there. So now I feel like you have these bad guys, and then maybe you have Nia Jax kind of be the bodyguard. Of the Bellas? Well, of this, like, beauty machine system going. So you're expanding all the stables. Where do you? But that's my question. What do you do with them after Charlotte takes the title? I think you have to you now put them in the mix to chase it back. I think what you have to do. First of all, I don't think I wouldn't call anybody else up. Nia Jax, nobody. Like I wouldn't call anybody else up right now. There's enough. But I think you do now what you should have done months ago if you actually wanted to do something with these women, and that's create storylines for women. Well, that's how many not... times has Nikki Bella's storyline changed? Talking about storylines. We like her, and she worked hard, and then we don't like her. I, I, I'm confused. Well, the, and Which there is, is it? no—it's just faction warfare right now. It's just, well, you three don't like you three don't like okay. you three. And we just keep pairing up, pairing up, pairing up, and then Nikki goes, well, I'm the bully, and I've been champion for a long time. Nikki Bella should be the longest-running Divas champion. I will say that. She should be. I agree with that. You know, she, she, she's, she's earned that for sure. Um. But she has earned it. I'm happy that she's the longest-running Divas champion. Uh, but I think that now is the time to maybe concentrate a little less. I'd say keep the Bellas faction alive because that's a bad guy faction. It works. Having a, having... If they keep it the bad guy fa- they can't keep flip-flopping. No, they can't flip-flop. It's getting confusing. But that's what they're doing. They're not creating stories for these women. So nobody's really sure who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, who's this. Who's... Like there, There is no story behind any of this, and that's a bad thing. We always talk about Divas Revolution, but I know we're short on time this week, and I want to make sure to get to two things. I want to get to the Mystery Shield owner, uh, Shield member. That's right. Who we kind of know who the Mystery Shield member is. Primetime Sam Roberts. Correct. Yeah. And I want to get to, so in no particular order, Kevin Owens. I feel like he's been ramped up than ramped down. Well. So your choice. I grab li- bag. I like him in mystery this- sack. Yeah. It's in the mailbox. He got his clean victory over Cesaro at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. I think that's big. And I hope he wins the Intercontinental Championship. That's a good spot for Kevin Owens to be in. the Intercontinental Championship? I literally Googled it the other night. Intercontinental? Because I was like, where does that fall? And then, okay, I literally have it down on a wiki, right? It's been called a stepping stone to the heavyweight championship. I feel like the Intercontinental Championship is like tier two. That's Kevin Owens was tier one. Now he's tier two? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely tier two. I mean, he had his John Cena thing, and John Cena beat him multiple times. That's the that's what happens. It's like Bray Wyatt's in the main event, and then John Cena beats him multiple Fine, times. I just... Rusev is in the main event, and then John Cena beats him multiple times. Like, that's what <laughs> happens. And now it's tier two. There's John Cena and Seth Rollins, and the, and then there's tier two. Like, no, Kevin Owens is by no stretch of the imagination. He looked like he might be. But do not get fooled as of uh, after July, say as of August, Kevin Owens is firmly not a tier one guy. 
He is not a main event guy. He could be, he should be, but on the television show the time right now, he's not in that category. But at least he's doing something. And the Intercontinental title is something. And he will bring renewed interest to it. And he'll bring renewed interest As to the Cena division. Did the United States. Yes. Yeah, but again, you're confused. You're thinking Kevin Owens has seen a lot. Kevin Owens, I, I, you want Kevin Owens to be tier one so badly. And I understand it. I feel like for a second there, he deserved it. And they were ramping it up. Well, he, he now can we're hitting be. Deflate Gate. That's right. But except it's Kevin Owens' career Deflate Gate. Well, all of a sudden? Yeah. I mean, he lost a couple times to John Maybe Cena. I'm overthinking this as you did with Sasha Banks. I never overthought anything yeah, with Sasha did. Banks. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay, we got to get to the Shield member. Well, because we okay. kind of heard that it was Baron Corbin. That's what they said in the beginning online. Uh, I'm assuming it won't be. Number one, I don't think an arena at a WWE pay per view knows who Baron Corbin is. No, and also the the, the they finally started. I feel like he's very nondescript in NXT. Mm-hmm. You and I have been following you longer than I have been mm-hmm. following NXT for quite a while. I feel like he was. I don't even know what the lone wolf is, man. He's just starting to pick up speed. If they really go he was with his, just starting to pick up speed, but also as a bad guy. Like I love his yeah. new promos. He's good as a bad guy. You hate him, right? Right. He's a good bad guy. He's. I don't think he'll be the Shield member. I don't think he should be the Shield member. I don't think that makes any sense. But then, but supposedly that image leaked on dot com, right? It did, but that's not. I mean, like like I said earlier, I'm quite sure that the reason that Sting had no entrance paraphernalia, no coat was wrestling in a t-shirt, all this stuff, was because they didn't know they were going to have Sting wrestle a match until the day of. So just be, I don't, this idea that they've planned out a month in advance that Baron Corbin is going to be the Shield member and that's not going to change is crazy. You know, maybe they were just using Baron Corbin because he's a tall guy and they can shadow out his image. Like, what Come if on. the image that we saw was just the pre-shadowed out image? Like, they have to shadow out a person. When they post the graphic, right? There is a shadow person there. At one point, that was a person. When I used to work at ESPN, we used to have to, when a guy switched teams, you'd be be doing some Photoshop magic on his hat, man. Totally. You'd be switching jerseys. Totally. And you'd be doing that in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that was a... (laughs) I don't think that was a final graphic, uh, mainly because... If they weren't going to announce who the third man was until the pay-per-view... What would they possibly, what use would they have with that graphic? Like, why would they need that graphic? You're yes, not... I'll tell you who it's not going to be. You said Solomon Crow when we had, when we were thinking about this a few weeks ago. He's the last person that's going to go up against Braun Strowman. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be anybody. From, I don't think it's going to be a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. Like, I don't think they're rebuilding the S.H.I.E.L.D. I think everybody wants them to. I don't think they're rebuilding the S.H.I.E.L.D. I think there's going to be a mystery tag team partner. I don't think they knew who they're putting in there right now. I don't think so either, but it'll probably be like, uh, I don't know, who's on the shelf right now? It'll probably be the, the injured Uso or something. Like, it's not, I don't, I think everybody's looking way too much into this. <laughs> well, it's exciting. Like, yeah, it's potentially exciting, but that's as if we haven't watched wrestling before and we don't know that it's not going to be that exciting. Let's spread a rumor. Who do you think, who do you think it is? You know who I've heard it is? Who? Charles Robinson. No. I've heard it is. That's the rumor. Is trying one week to not say his name. Well, here's why we have to bring it's up. It's hot, and I got to pump the brakes because get mad. Here's why we have to bring up RefGate. It's still going. Because TNA, first of all, it is still going. It is so bad. This is what I didn't like. This is what I wanted to say. This is what I didn't like about the Charlotte-Nikki Bella match. Since when is Stephanie 
a lot, Stephanie McMahon. When does she get to make a decision like she's a referee? Dana White can't come out in a UFC fight. I didn't fight. think twice about that. I did. I thought many times about it. I was so annoyed. She's like, well, and since it should have been a disqualification, the title will stay. It's like, you're not a referee. You own the company. Dana White that, can't that, go. That, that has some clout. No, it doesn't. Dana White can't go into an octagon and be like, no, actually, he wasn't knocked out. You were wrong about that. He'll sit there and complain about the referees. He'll say these don't. Who did you want to get up there and. The fucking referee. Have you, what referee has been on a mic lately? No, it doesn't have to get on a mic. The referee can whisper into Lillian Garcia's ear like the referee is supposed to do. Okay, that'll buy. And say, oh, the referee has reversed his decision. The winner of this match is Charlotte due to disqualification because of outside interference. It doesn't make any sense to me. I didn't to have, think twice about it. It really bugged me. It irked me. Well, a lot of people were mad about that last night. About the Stephanie McMahon thing? Well, no, just about the Divas Championship in general. Well, it's because a lot of people don't like Nikki Bella. I don't think that's right. People think that she's the Divas champion because she's, you know, uh, dating John Cena, which is absurd. Yeah. You know, she's great. She deserves it. She deserves it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that person, does. she does not have referee power. Here's, here's the referee thing. Did you hear who's going into the TNA Hall of Fame this year? Oh, the referee? Earl Hepner. I did hear that. I did hear that. Talk about some twin magic. Yeah, Earl Hepner going in. I don't, I senior referee Earl Hebner. I don't think TNA should have a Hall of Fame. I don't think they've done enough to build their own story. What's TNA? Exactly. Exactly. I don't think TNA. Uh, you know, and I I support there being a second organization. I support TNA being out there. But the problem is, everybody that's in the TNA Hall of Fame, the Dudley Boys, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett's going in. Ask a person on the street where they know those guys from. It's not TNA. Jeff Jarrett, fine. He created TNA. He can be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. But to have a roster in the TNA Hall of Fame full of people that really all you're doing is just trying to get them in your Hall of Fame before WWE puts them in theirs is crazy. He should take that TNA Memorial VIP trophy and throw it in the trash. Right. Like a Lundra Blaze threw the championship in the trash. What's what's Earl Hepner's most famous thing he ever did? The screw-over. Okay. What's the second most famous thing he ever did? Twin Magic? Yes. We're now on the third most thing he ever did, which I can't even think Went of. Went to TNA. Right. You're at third on the list. Maybe. Do I win a prize? You do. I'm going to get you a Tatanka t-shirt. It's like a stainless steel oven. <laughs> they always do that on Price is Right when it's like a college student that doesn't have any money to buy food. And they're like, wait, what the fuck am I going to do with yeah. the stainless steel it's oven? It's a coffee table. Yay. Yeah, I mean, I, if TNA is going to have a Hall of Fame, they need to have veterans. Like that's like You need to be able to look at somebody and say, that's a TNA legend. You could say that about AJ Styles. Jeff Jarrett, maybe. Maybe Jeff Jarrett, yeah. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But other than that, I mean, this is what happens when you make your bones on people who have fame outside of your organization. That's why we go back to homegrown talent. Look at us going full circle. Yep. I see, said the blind man as he peed into the wind. It all comes back to me. What? You get it? No. Think about it. The thinking man's joke. Well. um, Didn't get smarter this week. Oh, I did. For sure. Oh, I did. You're the one who needs to smarten up. Sam? Tell your Sprite co-host she's not smart. Thank you, Nikki. It's about time somebody noticed. 
I love watching you get into character, by the way. <laughs> I do get like into You kind of like have to start dipping your head and start getting there. <laughs> all right, Katie Linendahl. You can all follow Katie Linendahl at Katie Linendahl on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You're going to be all over the place because you're a, you're a tech expert, gadget guru, uh, aficionado. You're a visionary, for God's sake. Um, but it's uh, there's, there's a lot of news coming out of Apple and things like that. Lots of tech news coming out. So you're going to be, what, next week, kind of all season. over the place? Yeah, it's great. Just it's on the Today TV. Show the we other got this Today week? Show, we got Fox News, got some CNN. I'll be making the rounds. Sam Roberts' nighttime show on Absolutely. Sirius XM? I Absolutely. can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to get all the scoop. Uh, well, thank you for being here again. Shelsky. And we'll see you next week here on Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> you had to say it with me? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have the last word by yourself. No. No. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.